Welcome to the European Vascular Podcasts. My name is Melina Vegadeceni. This month's editor's choice is Sex-Related Differences in Perioperative Mortality After Elective Repair of an Asymptomatic Abdominal Aortic Aneurysm in the Netherlands A Retrospective Analysis of 2013-2018 to by Dr. Indra and colleagues. This is a new study in the series published by the European Journal of Vascular and Endovascular Surgery regarding sex-related differences in vascular disease. Last month, we could read how women have worse outcomes after endovascular treatment of thoracic aortic aneurysms. This time, the authors have looked into the 30-day or in-hospital mortality after elective repair of an asymptomatic abdominal aortic aneurysm in the Netherlands, comparing that of men and women. This is a retrospective analysis of the Dutch nationwide registry called the Dutch Surgical Aneurysm Audit, which started in 2012 and is mandatory for all centers that perform aneurysm repair in the Netherlands. The authors included elective primary repairs of asymptomatic AAA, both open and endovascular, performed between January 2013 and December 2018. All data were prospectively registered in a centralized database and anonymized. The primary outcome was 30-day and or in-hospital mortality. Variables that were considered as confounders included age, preoperative cardiac and pulmonary comorbidity, serum hemoglobin and creatinine, type of AAA repair, and AAA diameter. Out of a total of 12,650 patients obtained from the registry, 11,299 were included in this analysis. Most of the excluded cases were iliac aneurysm repairs or revision surgeries. There were 1,662 women and 9,637 men, and both subgroups were quite different. Women were older, with a median age of 75 years, range 69 to 80, compared to the median age of 73 years in men, range 68 to 78. Preoperative cardiac comorbidity was about 50%, similar for both, but women had higher prevalence of preoperative pulmonary comorbidity, 29% compared to 24%, higher median systolic blood pressure, higher median pulse rate, lower median serum hemoglobin and creatinine, smaller median AAA diameter, 55 versus 59 millimeters, and underwent open repair in 30% of the cases compared to only 21% for men. All these differences were statistically significant and all remain when stratifying men and women by open or endovascular repair. Crude perioperative mortality was 3.01% in women and 1.60% in men, with a significant absolute risk difference of 1.41%. This significant difference remained for perioperative mortality for open repair, with 7.30% and 4.67% rates for women and men, and an absolute risk difference of 2.63%. The difference for EVA, however, with mortalities of 1.13% for women and 0.77% for men was not significant. Multivariate analysis confirmed female gender as an independent risk factor of global perioperative mortality with an adjusted odds ratio of 1.79. Also for early mortality following open repair specifically with an adjusted OR of 1.46, but not after EVAR. 
Other independent risk factors for higher perioperative mortality were age, preoperative pulmonary comorbidity, serum creatinine, and open repair. Supplementary online material includes a description of postoperative comorbidity. In a nutshell, women had higher incidence of complications overall, of bleeding and abdominal complications after EVA, and more cardiac and graft-related complications after open repair. So, once again, women fare worse, this time in early results after elective AAA repair. The interpretation of the findings is not as simple as it might look at first sight. First, the authors calculated the ideal sample size needed in the open repair and EVA groups to detect significant differences in perioperative mortality, and the groups they could obtain from the National Registry did not reach the calculated sizes for either. Thus, the findings are indicative and coherent with previous literature, but not conclusive. Second, the baseline characteristics of men and women, both overall and in each of the two subgroups according to the type of repair, are very different. The authors have tried to overcome this limitation through the multivariate analysis, but the registry includes a limited number of variables to work with, and chances are that there are key factors missing which could help explain the findings. For example, the women undergo open repair in a greater proportion than men, even though they are older. That must mean that their anatomy must be more unfavorable, possibly with more complex open procedures. This is not clarified in the study and could help explain some of the results. Third, the data is extracted from a national registry, thus an observational source, and some sort of selection bias for the patients who are treated invasively and not conservatively, and so included in the database, as well as for the treatment modality chosen, is inherent to such registries. I will add in favor of the study, however, that the sample size is large. It reflects contemporary data with current technology and I assume that updated medical management with complete prophylactic medication and covers the AAA procedures in a whole country, so the results are robust and well worth taking into consideration. Where then does this study leave us? What can we learn for our own clinical practice? Hands down, women are 50% more likely to die after an elective AAA repair than men, regardless of the repair technique. As crude as that. The 2019 ESVS clinical guidelines on AAA management include the weak class 2B recommendation to consider repair of AAA from a threshold of 5 cm for women, if deemed at acceptable surgical risk, based on a higher risk of rupture at smaller sizes. But if the risk of early death from elective repair is indeed higher than 1% for EVAR and as high as 7% for open repair, we definitely need to know precise figures of rupture risk for 5 to 5.5 centimeter aneurysms in women to balance it against the risk of perioperative death. Maybe women do not really benefit from lowering this threshold at all, or maybe just selectively. This is a gap in evidence that needs to be addressed quite urgently. Also, considering the significant difference in crude early outcomes, should we adopt an EVA-first approach in women systematically? And what will happen in the next decade as open repair is performed less and less frequently and more experienced senior surgeons step back and less experienced ones in this technique take over? Will the difference in mortality increase even more? Well, with this perspective, we also need to know what the mid- and long-term results of EVAR are in women specifically. Do women fare worse also during follow-up? This is very important to know if practice tends to move to an EVAR-first approach in women. Are we increasing the risk of mid-term complications? We don't know that. 
And finally, we need to dig in deeper to find out why women experience these worse early outcomes. That knowledge will help us help them to select the right treatment at the right time and to prepare them for an uneventful procedure. Elective AAA repair is a prophylactic procedure after all. There is room for improvement. I invite you to read the complete study in the December 2019 issue of the journal. The complete reference is European Journal of Vascular and Intervascular Surgery, Year 2019, Issue 58, pages 813 to 820. It is an editor's choice, so open access for everyone. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I wish you all a very happy Christmas. <laughs>